0: We need small businesses, and right now they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names and entertainment with small businesses around the country. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names and entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo, and Files Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever. <music>
1: Audio. Feral Audio Live, the first comedy special from Feral Audio. Two hours of stand-up and improv, hosted by Dan Harmon and Aaron McGathy. Well,
0: we are hosting it. Uh, I didn't know they made albums anymore.
1: They sure do. They make them every day. Featuring an opening meditation by Duncan Trussell.
0: How wonderful it is to be here tonight at the Feral Audio. Special album taping Steve A. G. That's embarrassing. But <laughs> Lester Pavitsky.
1: This is a dorky ass crowd, I like it.
0: DJ Doug Turn down for Doug! <laughs> John Roy. I'd be like, I got a notebook full of jokes. And as soon as I learn to tell them without my hands shaking, I'll make as much money as a school teacher. <laughs> Melissa Stevens.
1: This is going to get real graphic, and it's recorded. So.
0: And Brody Stevens. you got to be ready in a Brody show. you got to be ready.
1: On sale now at feralaudio.com slash shop. Get a $5 audio download and an independently produced video special for just $10. Visit feralaudio.com to learn more. Live well, from Los Angeles, it's the Pharaoh Nervous? Are we rolling? Okay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, hello. Um, I'm gonna do something I don't normally do, which is I'm gonna do the intro with everybody sitting here. I'm feeling nervous. No, I'm not. Fa- well, okay. All right. I want to start over again. Okay. Hi. <laughs>
0: You know, all of this is gonna be in, like. <laughs> I, mean, okay, I know you have to keep it say going. starting over, but I know you have to.
1: Um, I I I mean, I've thought for like the last couple of weeks of, about like what I wanted to say on my first episode back because I want to come back with a, you know, I I feel I feel like a like a um, estranged dad who's promised to come home for Christmas every year and this year i finally came home for christmas and i'm like i promise i'll be home
0: what presents did you Christ- bring
1: this year around i'm bringing some great presents like uh like a one of those train sets that's like half half the size of a of a child's body
0: <laughs> do you remember that's those? what it says on the box right <laughs> yeah half little the, size of at the bottom half the size of a child yeah body. and then in
1: parentheses a healthy child
0: <laughs> not, not a sick child
1: <laughs> yeah um a uh yeah i'm bringing i'm bringing home the train set i'm also bringing home a uh one of those dolls that has like some sort of peeing mechanism that mm, little EYT. girls yeah is that a real thing or is that a joke
0: i can't remember if it's a real thing or just something that they made up on a sitcom the right name, the real the doll the real doll dolls pee they make the doll dolls that pee.
1: I had a I had a friend, uh, and when I say friend, I mean the daughter of my parents' friends that I was forced to hang out with when I was like seven years old, who had one of those dolls. And you just squeezed her belly, and there was like a little pin-sized hole between her legs, and water would come out. But the creepy thing about that doll is to fill her up with water, you had to hold her under the bathtub for like a full minute, <laughs> which even as a child felt... Uh inappropriate that's really interesting look look at the blurry face of a of a baby doll underneath a foot of water just so she can pee later
0: i know what it's like to drown your future child
1: yeah boy um so this is the first episode uh back it is the first part of a three-part wedding spectacular because i got married
0: you did get married i
1: did get married about a month ago thank you month five days ago. That voice is as a comedian, writer, a great friend, Dave Horowitz. Thanks for being on the podcast, Dave.
0: Thanks for having me, Erin.
1: Dave was on a very early episode of the podcast where uh, uh, we talked about uh, bestiality.
0: Yes, we talked about what, what kind of animals we would be if we were animals. Uh, we talked about what kind of animals we would have sex with, if we could have sex with animals. I think I maybe a, declined a to very answer. very
1: highbrow, yeah. I, uh, I think I
0: said dolphin and then I qualified it a million times. It was a while ago. It was yeah. a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Now we're all grown up.
0: Um, I started dyeing my hair uh, a little bit gray <laughs> little, since, we, since we recorded that podcast. Oh, it's podcast. so tasteful. Thank I you. I thought it was natural. yeah. yeah. I just want it to look like it's been subtly doing that for a couple years. And now it's like kind of really prominent. Uh, Now it's like a real like if Ben Stiller like stops dyeing his hair for a couple months. This is what it looks like.
1: I wonder if Ben Stiller's hair is real.
0: You mean like if it's like not a piece?
1: Yeah. Or like. No, I I think it's real. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's very virile.
1: (laughs) He He looks like a little wolf.
0: He's a Semitic wolf. Yeah. He's a Jew wolf.
1: Jew Wolf, yeah,
0: which is my other favorite um, podcast collective.
1: <laughs> Jew Wolf,
0: <laughs> all your favorite Jewish comedians. <laughs>
1: um, I, uh, I'm having, I ha- I invited you on the podcast today so we could chat about the, uh, the wedding next week. I'm going to air the actual um, audio from the ceremony of the wedding, which I think is unprecedented, um, in the podcast world.
0: That might be the first ever wedding ceremony uh, broadcast over a podcast. Yeah, broadcast over a podcast.
1: We'll see. I mean, uh, mm. if you if you know of another podcasted uh, wedding ceremony,
0: I think Keith and the girl know. married each other just so they could put the audio of that on the on their podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, did they? Are they married?
0: I don't yeah. know. I I'll, I just thought of a podcast that has a male and female name in it.
1: Oh, uh, I thought the girl was his slave, and that's why she didn't have a name. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're very nice people. <laughs> wow. Uh, I went from
0: not knowing anything about that podcast to knowing... Your opinion on that podcast.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I no, it's a great podcast that a lot of people love, I hear. I don't I don't really I'm not familiar with that. I'm not weighing in. But uh, like we're gonna so so in the, a vacuum, this, the girl sounds, you know.
0: This might be disorienting, but we're gonna pause the tape right now and listen to seven episodes of <laughs> Keith and the Girl, and then when we come back, it'll sound like we just like pause for a second, but it will have been several hours. Okay. okay. Pause.
1: Right. Okay. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. That was really good. Wow.
0: I I learned a lot.
1: Wow, I think I want to learn how to urban farm.
0: I think I want to uh, tell the girl how I really feel about her.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw your eyes kind of glaze over with love while we were listening.
0: This is like a super weird thing, uh, but do you think that while I'm thinking about her right now, she's thinking about me?
1: Um, Let me ask you this. Look at the moon.
0: It's opening the blinds okay i can see it
1: all right now tweet at her to look at the moon
0: oh yeah somewhere out there yeah 2014 edition
1: both looking at the moon
0: when you text bay to look at the moon
1: (laughs) i misunderstood or didn't misunderstand uh that part of uh american tale when i was a kid but i thought that every time i looked at the moon that someone i loved was also looking at the moon
0: yeah that's what it means
1: but well, it means you're looking at the same moon, but the other person might be busy doing something else. Maybe they're having a night in with yeah, the with there, the curtains closed.
0: But there's that's always just a, a, a curtain pull away. It's just all it takes is two fingers to move that curtain a little bit.
1: Yeah. You know who I was thinking about uh, a lot when I was a kid, when I would stare at the moon, was Macaulay Calkin. Mm. I imagine that he was looking at the same moon.
0: Do you think it's weird that... Uh, Of all the anthropomorphized animals in cartoons, (laughs) mice are always the hottest.
1: (laughs) Are you just saying that because, uh, because what's his name? Because Um, of the girl
0: from Chippendale's Rescue Rangers.
1: Oh yeah. And, and Anna is the name of, oh God, what's the, what's the name of the mouse from an American tale? Not Sebastian.
0: Natalie Portman.
1: Fivel. Fievel says, uh, producer Dustin Kind of oh yeah Fievel Fievel. Well, I, think I
0: know a lot of girls who had a crush on five um
1: he was like a baby
0: well yeah but we were babies at the time
1: that's true that's true we were babies
0: this is like a this this i don't <laughs> i promise i don't wanna and it can even get completely cut out but i just want to i think i might have even tweeted about this once saying that like liking 50 wasn't weird because we were babies when uh when the movie came out, so even if the mouse was supposed to be a little kid, we were little kids. So if you were mm-hmm. like a six or seven year old girl and you saw five old, that's not weird to think. Yeah, of. So when I was like eleven and twelve, uh, America Online was very popular, and I uh, along was that similar
1: friend, to America Online. What did I say? America Online.
0: Uh, I feel like that is maybe nitpicking a little bit, but we can talk about that <laughs> later. Um, Put it
1: on the list. Put it on
0: the list. Oh, write it down for a bit to do and stand up later. <laughs> okay. Oh uh, I um,
1: minutia night at the comedy store. So,
0: a friend of mine and I were on AOL and were looking for uh, like uh, pornography as like eleven year olds. Whoa. Uh, which was usually just like you know a badly photoshopped picture of like Gillian Anderson uh, from the X Files like, right. with like her boobs out. But it clearly like we're, wasn't what her. were
1: your search terms?
0: It was weird because you would go into, like, a chat room and mm. be like, does anyone have uh, pics? <laughs> and you couldn't be discerning. And also, when you're 11, you, you don't know what you, – you're not like, hey, does anyone have, like, uh, you know um, – you know, whatever. Uh, uh, we're you know, we are a couple like, of
1: bad boys looking for some pics. Hey, pics have, for like, bad uh, boys.
0: Girls who like look like they maybe like went to art school for at least two semesters and like dropped out. And, like they're but like, they, really, they really, really want to be there. They're not uncomfortable. <laughs> they're owning their sexuality. They even have pictures of that.
1: Uh, they're Good. taking a break from their riot girl zine to uh, take a take a few tasteful, oh. tasteful, empowering
0: pics. No, it was it was literally just we were eleven. We're like, who has what? Who has a image that is gonna make my tiny body feel weird? Uh, so this is where it gets a little fucked up. Is that in hindsight, when I was like eleven and twelve and seeing these images, it was just like this is pornography. I am a, a kid, and that is something. Looking back, a lot of those pictures, those girls were not. Of legal age
1: oh were they oh they were pics of the other actual girls in the I don't, I
0: don't know what they were like girls don't providing know. their
1: own i see
0: okay i don't know i don't know anything but when i say that i mean like i don't think i was looking at like legitimate like produced pornography they were images and i feel like i might have seen 16 15 year old people that's crazy but I was eleven, so they were older. Yeah. I mean I guess I guess it's crazy is, like if you're jail, looking <laughs> at it <laughs> Do I need to go to jail right now?
1: I don't know. Is that I mean, it's illegal to have any pictures of minors on the to share any pictures, uh nude pictures of minors, obviously. But I don't know. I think like human law wise, I don't think that's a big deal that but, you because you were a kid
0: But mouse law?
1: Mouse law, it's a very big deal because you're not supposed to have any privates. It's supposed to all be smooth. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think that's okay. I think that's really, f- really sweet that you're freaking out about it. The thing that creeps me out is the idea that maybe there are like adult dudes that were collecting pictures of underage girls and like kind of trading
0: them like baseball cards. Right. No, that's the real, actual scary thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, I used to go in this chat room called Ashley's Teen Christian Chat Room.
0: Oh, boy.
1: And uh, I would just uh, sit there and chat with my quote-unquote friends until, like, someone would come, like, every 30 minutes or so, someone would come in and be like, Fuck you guys, God is dead! And then we would all, we had, like, this, like, song and dance that we would do about <laughs> how God loved them and... uh really yeah yeah or like would just or and not no that's not true not we would didn't have a song and dance about how god loved them we would it's so weird i don't understand like what our motivation was but we would have like a hey man like chill out like let people be happy but we were waiting for those people to say something to us but also i was mainly there because um i would have like sexy conversations with what yeah. In Ashley's this tr- I cybered chat room? I cybered in, in Ashley's teen Christian chat room
0: I feel like there had to be some people in there who weren't actual Christian teens
1: I think so Did you ever actually I get think to that talk there were some dudes <laughs> no I, <don't... laughs> I often wondered Ashley? who Ashley was but uh uh no I never met Ashley <laughs> but there were always there were always like adult men who would come into the chat room and pick up on the girls in the chat room. I wish I could remember what my handle was, but it, you know, it was a full like ASL situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Ain't sex location.
1: Yeah. And I would say I was 17 or 18 depending, sure. and I was 13.
0: Did you have was this on AOL?
1: No, I don't think we ever had AOL.
0: Initial AOL screen names were uh, the first one I got when I was 10 or 11, and it was uh, Shecky, D-E-H. So Shecky, which is like uh, like Shecky Green, mm-hmm. and an, uh, it was like, <laughs> like, like an old school, like, like Belt yeah. stand-up comedian. Just like, a, just like your stand it was It wasn't like because I was a fan of him. It was like, in my head, like the first go-to. I was like, well, I like jokes, and like, what? Wh- how can I like show people that I like jokes oh with gosh. like one word? <laughs> and then D and then DEH are my initials.
1: Wow! And so I really had that funny. for like
0: three years, and then when I got a little bit more like avant garde and started like really developing my comedic voice, uh, my screen name was uh, Haberdashery, which is uh, a <laughs> uh, 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 it means hat store.
1: Yeah, well, it it does. That's what it
0: that's what that's that means. What it, it doesn't yeah. mean anything else. It didn't have a double meaning. It was just like you know what would be. Yeah. Like pretty random balls.
1: Oh my gosh, that is. Uh...
0: Remained wholly unfuckable until probably about age twenty.
1: Haberdasher, um, yeah, it does. It does reek of trying too hard in like the most charming teenage way.
0: I, I have, I don't know if there's ever been a time in my life where I've tried too hard. I'm very <laughs> like, I've been very dialed in and and honest yeah. and just like naturally very likable since probably as long as I can remember. <laughs>
1: A, I love, you're you're a naturally likable person well you're not a naturally relaxed person
0: <laughs> <laughs> no sir but there's I, would,
1: a, I think you're cool i would describe you as oh that guy well i would describe you as cool
0: that's cool that's fine but as far as relax goes no they, they make like uh they make a lot of things for that you know there's, <laughs> there's like you know there's drinks and like yeah like there's like the whole there's a whole pharmaceutical industry built around uh you know getting me to like you know loosen up a little bit
1: i i i uh i i like i like your uh i like your anxiety
0: well that makes one of us
1: (laughs) but i mean but you're not you're uh it's it's very under control Is, like, so I mean,
0: can you just can you just like tell dave like he's okay
1: <laughs> you're doing great
0: but uh you got no this is something i i only, i heard about this on instagram you got married
1: yeah. um i did get married yeah thank you for transitioning
0: you <laughs> no had what i've been describing to people as the most I say wonderful first, I say insane second, and I probably say beautiful third wedding I've ever been to. Thank you. And I have not, I've only been to a handful. I went to my first wedding when I was 23, Mm. which some people think that's crazy because they have huge families. I have a very small family. Yeah, me too. In order, I went to, you know, high school friends wedding to a woman I never met who was very weirdly mean to me right when i met her because i didn't have like a i didn't have a plus one to the wedding and it was a, me and a girlfriend's six month anniversary and i was like oh no i really want to come up to Ohio to go to this outdoor art gallery to see you marry this stranger that you've known for eight months but it's me and my girlfriend's six month anniversary and we're probably in it for the long haul because <laughs> i'm 23 and i've been in yeah. la for a year and i think i i think i know and i know so the the groom like pulled some strings and was like she can come it's totally cool the best man said hey we should give the best man speech together because we both know him so well and we're best friends this is a person i don't talk to anymore because he's a complete lunatic and he uh is a cult leader in uh bushwick new york whoa interesting but he's also a dj and that's not interesting so we we can just it's fine uh is he also uh your pilot
1: that you're right. are he's my, no he's my, a... he's my
0: co-pilot <laughs> and he's my god uh so so after this wedding which was n- normal to nothing uh my girlfriend at the time and i were standing by the where the drinks were mm-hmm. and the bride who looks very beautiful came up to both of us and she said oh i said oh, hi Kristen. hi it's me uh i'm dave and she goes oh i know i've uh i've like seen your facebook with like a little attitude. And I was like, oh, okay. 23-year-old bride. Congratulations. And I gave her a big hug. Uh, and then she turned to my girlfriend and said, hi, Emily. Are you having a nice anniversary? And then stared Rude. her stared daggers at her and walked away.
1: Whoa. And
0: can you really believe that up. a year later they were divorced? <laughs> uh, anyway, that was the first wedding I went to. I went to a handful of others. I went to... That's
1: so weird that she would have the space... The emotional space to be like oh gotta ice these guys on the on the quote the quote-unquote most uh important day of my life
0: that was my absolute <laughs> first thought absolutely That's because so weird because yeah to, you're you, you 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 should be overcome with emotion on that day in yeah. a way that i mean yes i was that Some is exactly feel why I was alive
1: shocked. and violate are uh, validated not violated um by their by uh criticizing other people's shit I mean, I mean the plus one thing is a difficult th- thing but i think like you're coming in from out of town it was difficult to talk about I- etiquette all day long which i'm not the best at
0: it was difficult and i basically said if it doesn't work out that's totally fine just let me know i would love to come i've known you since i was 11 uh i you're important to me i'm sorry if this is difficult and he was like it's totally cool so i as far as i was concerned everything was fine um but that was the first wedding i ever went to because like i just i maybe i was just too young to be invited to anything when i was a kid but um Mm. this you know and and since then it's been pretty big i went to a wedding in union station the train station which was really cool um you know, I've seen, like, a dog as a ring bearer. I've seen, like, Holy a really... Holy shit. I've You've seen done a, the
1: whole your, your wedding bucket list.
0: Small town Jewish wedding, 200 plus guests at a temple, uh, inflatable uh, saxophone toys, that you're kind of like bullshit. You're like that
1: Kevin Hart movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> His stand-up special? No. I know what you you're saying. Are, yeah. Uh, the Wedding Ringer.
1: The Wedding Ringer. Coming
0: soon? Yeah. If you based need a best man... a
1: human based based on an uh, an idea uh, that's not real at all that you need a yeah anyway weddings bring out the the uh, best and worst and weirdest in people
0: well what i was gonna say is that that being the first one i've had like a i've had at least one of like a, a few kinds of different weddings um and yours was like one of the more involved it was the one that i have had the most uh personally like to do with as far as like uh responsibility and yeah like, which was lot, yeah. which was super uh which was a massive honor um and so i mean there was like some toast of like this is crazy well this is wonderful like oh my god i think people were just like really overwhelmed by how much of like a perfect distillation it was of not only your relationship but also just your your personalities uh and also and also um maybe like lavish is the wrong word but like if you're gonna do it i I feel like i've been to a couple big weddings where i'm like well all you did was like get a big cake you know what i mean (laughs) like all you did was make it so you could invite people you barely even know this was like this is how you do it
1: thank you this is so
0: fun not one person had a bad time in fact some people had too good a time and they left early <laughs> and i'm not talking about a specific person i just saw like i saw people yeah v- trying was, to get Ubers in droves
1: we uh we decided very early on when we were planning our wedding that we would have drinks very available all the time and we're always like w- whenever there's decision about um drinks and stuff like the the caterers they they tend to they come up with like all these ways to save you money like oh well we won't serve drinks from 7 to 8 when people are sitting or we're like no we'll we'll splurge for that like there has to be constant drinks so what that resulted in was people just getting tanked by like 10 p.m. 11 p.m. and oh, we yeah. had a video we had a video guest book which maybe, I'll talk to Dustin about this, but maybe I'll include some of the audio from the video guest book. I'll email the people and see if it's cool. But everyone is just is so delightfully drunk.
0: Oh, I I, I waited until the absolute last minute to record <laughs> mine, which is the last point of the night that I maybe remember. So I would love to never be exposed to that footage again.
1: <laughs> I had a friend that got so drunk so early on. Um, who kept on running up to me just fluffing, fluffing my dress and l- laughing hysterically. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It'll happen. It'll, ha- I mean, it, it, that was a, that was a very, uh, you also had food readily, readily available, but I know a lot of people. Yeah. Who did not take full advantage of that. Including yeah. me. Yeah. I don't know what. Me too. What happens to your brain when you. I've had that many drinks. You're like, the last thing I should do is put food in myself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it's very, it's very cliche, but uh, they always say that like as a bride and groom, you don't really eat very much and you don't get very hungry. And that Mm -hmm. was, that was very true. And I think a server had been told, had been instructed maybe by my wedding planner, who is the best, uh, by the way, the most amazing wedding planner ever. Um, She kept on coming up to me and like, Almost like a mommy saying, like, hey, like, you really you want to try this steak? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but she was so sweet. Uh, so, so, Dave, what should we. So, Dave, you. Helped with a lot of stuff with the wedding. Um, I, I
0: emceed guess... the reception.
1: Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, da- yeah. Dave was our Dave was our MC. Which was great, which was, like, I think maybe probably the most, like, stressful position in a wedding as being the MC, especially when, like, everybody is very
0: drunk and... And the most talented in the specific profession of performing in front of a group of people. <laughs> it, yeah.
1: It was, that was a very amazing... It was kind of an intimidating uh, wedding.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was truly amazing to be like... All right, for the first time as bride and groom, and then like k- kind of locking eyes with Andy Sandberg. <laughs> 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 I'm not doing a. This is, I, I'm mostly a writer. <laughs> I've,
1: I've only met Andy Samberg once, once before, and uh, like a couple years ago. And I, when. Like I, I used to work for Akiva Schaffer, who's also on, who's Lonely Island mm-hmm. of Lonely Island fame, and I feel very close to him and his wife Liz Kikowski, and so I went up to the table to say hi to them, and I've like I'm wearing a giant wedding dress, which is because I was the bride of the wedding.
0: Everything you're saying checks out.
1: <laughs> but what I didn't expect with wearing a wedding dress is that it feels like. It's such like a it's a costume, you know. It's not really. It's a natural thing because we've made it a natural thing that this is this is our tradition that we that this is what we do in the United States is that you wear a giant cupcake mm. and uh you you have on like really nice eyelashes and and then you are the bride. But um, it was it it, it uh you don't you don't want to be so. No one wants to feel that conspicuous for eight hours, mm-hmm. um, but it was a great dress. But anyway, I walked up to say hi to to and Liz, and um, Andy Sandberg was sitting there at the table, and I actually thought, like, I felt, I felt, I felt um, uh, kind of, you know, like with celebrities, you don't want to look them in the eye because you don't want to feel like you don't want them to think that you're looking at them, mm-hmm. and. I had that feeling as I was wearing a giant wedding dress yeah. after this huge ceremony where I had giant pictures of my face all over this museum and had been emailing with him and it like it wasn't like I needed to i don't know you get what i'm saying it was it was it was uh it was weird in that way we did have we did have some celebrities at our wedding, which was which was really neat and uh nerve-wracking at the same time.
0: Well, something that uh, I thought was interesting is that it was a weirdly – and not weirdly for both of your personalities, you and Dan, but it was a weirdly public uh, wedding. Not like that the public was invited or involved, but that there was a lot of – I don't want to say like hashtag trolls, but I posted (laughs) one picture and received – a whole lot of traffic of i think people just kind of scrolling through and hitting that McHarmon wedding tag and just just i mean there were yeah. uh, articles listicle type articles about the wedding afterwards and yeah uh, you were in the
1: hollywood reporter yeah which is weird which
0: in hindsight doesn't really surprise me it was a really cool uh creative exciting wedding of two uh, public figures uh, which you don't really think about when you're when about. you're in the middle of it
1: yeah I, I yeah the thi- it we, we definitely had to make a choice we when you're planning a wedding obviously you have to decide maybe, maybe people don't decide this early on but um, we we definitely had a conversation where we're like okay this is either is this going to be a big wedding or is this going to be a small wedding Um, Dan and I love to party Um, Mm. I love and I love like curating events and uh, I love my favorite parties are, are, are parties that are like super themed or like really try to get everybody to feel a certain way Oh, I was just, well, because we were talking about how, like, it felt like a weirdly public wedding. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, between this podcast and uh, uh, Dan's podcast and show, Harmontown, we've, our relationship has gone through so many ups and downs in front of uh, the audience of those podcasts. Thousands of people. Yeah. 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 Which is like, which is, which is, um, Weird but also uh, comforting and cool and uh, I don't know it's a, it's it's a lot of different things and not that not that any part of our wedding was necessarily trying to cater to that but I think because all of that was so so public obviously like it didn't it didn't feel I don't think either of us were like okay let's have a very intimate ceremony we also I think the the reason why or I know the reason why we wanted a really big wedding with all of our friends is that we both have very very small families and we both value all of our friendships and we have so many mutual friends and we have more like we 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 continue to collect friends as a couple but When we when Dan and I started dating, we discovered that we had, like, a ton of mutual friends in common, like, people that we had both known for years and years and years. And so what that means is that it's a bunch of people who already like each other and are kind of, like, circling around in the same waters. So the idea of having, like, a wedding with all of those people was very appealing.
0: It's been, was it a little over a month since it happened?
1: Yes. It was Uh, November 15th, and it's the...
0: Nineteenth of December. Yeah. Does it feel different to be married? Yes. Yeah.
1: It does feel different. I I didn't think it would, but I um leading up to the wedding, uh every every like little argument we would get in, um or a big argument always felt like a test or a like moment to evaluate a relationship and whether or not it was the relationship um and i don't know i think that's normal um i mean it, it it was just the way that we dealt with that also and i've talked to several other couples about this but like planning a wedding um is really hard on couples and really weird and like figuring out the guest list and everything else. And uh, we also, you know, Dan and I had our ups and downs in this last year. But, like, since we've gotten married, which has only been a month, like, it does feel like a huge shift from we are two people who are choosing to be with each other and let's see how this goes to, okay, we're each other's family now and we are uh, 100% on the side of this couple and like it's like our our marriage now is like a a baby no
0: yeah that you have to take care of yeah and <laughs> feed
1: uh, uh-huh change uh-huh. yeah yeah fill with water stick it stick down it in under the, bathtub. the water yeah yeah um i think it's it's a uh the, the shift is like oh okay we're family now so um, like little, like I think I think before we both um had a tendency to try to correct little things, and the other person that bugged us, uh, much more level. We were serving manic. the greater
0: good of your relationship or marriage, rather than like I'm in this to get for, for a person yeah game. yeah
1: and how how is aaron being served and how is aaron being hurt and what does aaron need and uh you know and there's a lot of like there's a lot of toxic bullshit that's floating around in the universe that are not even in the universe in our in our media or whatever that's always that's sending the message of like okay you're being fucked over like you are an individual and which is which is a great message. It's of course everybody should be an individual, but like the the idea that um, there's that that uh, fi- finding your soulmate is more about magic and more about finding your like they're they're really I I think like for the most part Hollywood sends a message that you find your soulmate when you are settled in a very like level relationship and you start getting bored and that's when you find your soulmate and she's a girl with a polka dot umbrella
0: <laughs> there's a uh there's a a super brief it's like in it's in a montage but there's like a shot in uh wedding crashers where it's like so i remember and also that movie is funny like there's a bunch of stuff in it that's actually funny but there's a part in it that i laughed and i laughed at the jokes but there's a part that I like, I, I cackled in the theater. Then I think we became it 10 years ago. I think I was still in Boston wow. when I saw it. But there's a scene that's a montage of uh, Rachel McAdams planning her wedding to whatever guy she doesn't end up with because she likes Owen Wilson, right. uh, who's <laughs> like the, the nutty guy who's going to shake her world up. But I forget who she was marrying, probably some like stereotypical doofus or jock or mean businessman guy. But they're doing a wedding planning montage they're feeding each other cake samples they're uh, looking at i think wedding dresses and tuxes and they're it's all to music there's no vocals i mean there's no uh uh, dialogue right uh it's some song and i think the last shot of the montage of rachel mcadams planning her wedding that you know is ultimately going to break up is she is being shown either invitations or napkins she's being shown something in like a i think she's flipping in a uh like a binder and the shot is like is her and the wedding planner and maybe like a a maid of honor or someone and a bridesmaid and they're they're pointing at the at the binder like oh look at this look oh wow oh my goodness these doilies for the the, the, the placemats were gonna be great and she goes she like nods them like yeah 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 And then moves her head so slowly from right and down at the binder to, like, up and left, like, off into the distance. Like, where is she looking? Something's missing. And it was always so funny to me because it was such a weirdly (laughs) telegraphed moment of, like, oh, this wedding is perfect, but there's something missing. (laughs) Oh, if only wisecracking Owen Wilson was here to shake my – like, exactly what you said of, like, you find it when you're settled, when you're with someone that you're maybe not supposed to be with um that's when it really hits you and it's yeah. such a weird trope so uh it was november 15th right <laughs>
1: 2014
0: Two, year of our lord 2014 mm-hmm. uh at a place i have never been to
1: oh, i didn't realize that I'd i had never
0: that. been to the natural history museum until i went to that wedding and weird i uh said as such on instagram but i thought it was very ironic that uh, a wedding that was so deserving of being shared and Instagrammed was taking place at where where there was absolutely no cell phone reception. <laughs> and I thought to myself, uh, I think early on I was looking up uh, directions or looking to see if somebody had emailed me something for a speech and I had to go outside. And I thought, wow, I bet there's going to be a lot of people ducking outside to share a beautiful picture because they can't get it to post inside. That's which right I thought it. was really funny. And, there, and that did happen
1: oh it uh, it was cool uh the next day seeing like the flood of pictures that people were posting yeah later oh instagram
0: well the whole thing felt uh the reason it felt like it was asking to be photographed is that the, it was very uh curated uh not just because it was at a museum but because there were actual exhibits that you guys had made everything was it was was A pretty interesting and unique uh look and feel there was a surprise uh dance performance that was a huge (laughs) uh i mean the coolest thing about i think the entire wedding was i got to watch dan watch that happen
1: the dance yeah i was standing
0: right next to him while you and your bridesmaids performed a choreographed dance and song you were singing i'll stand by you while well, your bridesmaids wore uh, black leotards and danced with giant inf- uh, cutout Dan heads in place of their actual heads. Yes. And I... It
1: was a big reveal.
0: I'm pretty sure that that's never happened at a wedding before.
1: <laughs> at least not with uh, Dan heads. No. Maybe there have been Chad heads.
0: Brad heads. Malcolm
1: heads. Brad heads. I don't know why Brad seems really funny. We, yeah, that was like a we did a we did, we had a secret choreographed performance, and the theme of our wedding was if there was a theme was was that we were that we were an exhibit, which I guess was kind of a nod to how open we've been about our feelings and our and our relationship, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So we had a we had a display with the clothes we were wearing when we first met at a this feels terrible show at the ucb we had a timeline we had a a future we combined our faces oh yeah you had a future baby yeah we had a future baby
0: which was a child size uh doll of a
1: yeah, it was. It's a Barbie. It's a Barbie that you can buy, and I ordered it from Amazon, and it's so creepy because it's the height of a toddler, but it's the proportions of a very sexy lady. But it's, <laughs> but, it's but it's for toddlers, and it just seems like the most dangerous thing for anyone's self-esteem. It was so it was just weird. It also, yeah. didn't look
0: much like a person
1: at first, right? No,
0: it looks like a very tiny weird lady yeah uh yeah there was also little artifacts
1: yes little uh, glass yeah. cases
0: full of uh full of uh <laughs> we got
1: a little memorabilia from our relationship kat solon who's an amazing artist who's directed a ton of animated things um that everyone's seen made this amazing diorama of our engagement it's all really good it's weird I mean time time is weird man <laughs> it was it was so much work for uh this this very small period of time and I feel like i'm still I'm still unpacking it Well, you um, said it
0: flew by for you
1: yeah it went by very 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 quickly um but I was also very tired by the end of the night. I was ready to leave at midnight I was yeah. exhausted, which I didn't think would happen because I'm usually like the last to leave things. I think.
0: But well the whole thing started early enough. Like six thirty or so. Yeah. Uh I just went to a wedding two weekends ago where the ceremony started at four and everybody left at two. And that was a real marathon. That was uh amazing. That was a very beautiful ceremony in the middle of nowhere. I kept joking that it looked like it was the Overlook Hotel from The Shining because it was this inn <laughs> in uh, in Connecticut near the New York border, and it was really uh, a little spooky, but also pretty okay. pretty lovely.
1: I think if we ha- would have had less booze, people probably would have stayed longer. I was also wearing this crazy um, waist cincher for my dress, which uh. For those of you who don't know, and I didn't know, a waist cincher is like it's like a corset, but just like half of a corset. Which half? <laughs> the The bottom half mm-hmm. is like under under your boobs, corset. Um, and it was so my my dress would look super cool, and I guess with my Barbie my face my body would look more Barbie like. <laughs> uh, but it was. I don't I don't usually wear things like that and it was very uh I don't want to say painful but it was very restricting it was really hard to breathe a lot of the time and I I ha- I had like two drinks maybe three drinks um because I was always talking to people I didn't really have time to like have a bunch of drinks and I was talking to somebody and felt Uh, really sick right before the cake was about to be cut and I ran to the other side of the museum to puke because I didn't want anyone to see me throwing up in my giant wedding dress Mm -hmm. or more no it wasn't about vanity I didn't want anyone to help me I kind of like hate people helping me in situations like that, it makes me like angry, like a like a child. Like I can do it myself. <laughs> the whole idea, like some of my bridesmaids were very lovingly talking about like helping me go to the bathroom by lifting up my dress, and I was like, "There's no fucking way that's gonna happen." <laughs> even though I was, even though I was wearing a very big dress and it was very difficult for me to use the bathroom, I did not want anyone to help me, and I also did not want anyone to hold my ba- my hair back while I threw up. I just wanted to throw up alone. Yeah. But there's, there's a there's a I was running by all these exhibits, uh, on the other side of the museum. Uh, considering whether like, because at a certain point I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like make it to a bathroom. So it's an interesting exercise running by exhibits, deciding which one you should throw up in front of.
0: Yeah, that's a funny.
1: Amelia Earhart? No, she did so much.
0: Too dignified.
1: Yeah. Too much of a trailblazer.
0: <laughs> A lesser dinosaur, sure.
1: Oh, uh, no Los Angeles's second mayor. All right.
0: All right, why not? That's fine. Not, if it was the first, no. <laughs> uh, Mayors. You guys had a uh, a backdrop to take pictures in that was supposed to simulate the uh, upstairs bar that you have in your house. Yeah, so people could take pictures with you guys. Yeah, size cutouts.
1: Yeah, and Dustin designed um, a like a like took took audio from conversations that Dan and I have had over a podcast to create like a soundtrack for the uh...
0: yeah that was playing in the background the whole time yeah which is why people thought that you were in the bathroom closest to that exhibit uh there's a funny moment where oh yeah uh your maid of honor Kimber was like threw the bathroom door open closest to that exhibit and went hello hello and then listened and went I, I hear her she's in here she must be in here and it's because of the sound from the recording of the photo booth with the cutout of you and dan yeah that w- was, playing was playing a recording like of the your voice and, like the way that, yeah. and then was bouncing off the wall in the bathroom like 20 feet away or 30 feet away and making a noise that sounded like it was just like you were right there and it was really kind of spooky but it was really funny we all thought you you were in there
1: oh man
0: um But, yeah, I mean, it definitely flew by for me, too, and I was not the one getting married. It was really interesting. It was really fun to watch everybody have such a good time and to see everybody see you guys. I mean, the ceremony was really (laughs) quite something, and there were a couple, like, really super poignant and pretty hilarious moments. And, uh, And it was just cool to look at. It was such a wide... You guys cast a wide net, like friend wise. It, it was it was really great. I mean, it wasn't everybody. It wasn't. I mean, everybody likes you, and you like a lot of people.
1: Oh, oh, um, thank you.
0: You're welcome. Uh, but just to see, you know, I was seated maybe somewhere in the middle, and just to look at the the row I was in and the row next to me, and the whole uh group surrounded by these you know prehistoric animal exhibits was like pretty amazing it was like everyone i've ever met in the past nine years of living here
1: (laughs) yeah it was it was very surreal walking down the aisle it it felt very wizard of oz which i say with no irony like seeing all these different people from different moments in my life Mm -hmm. also because the bride is sequestered before walking down the aisle which is a weird tradition oh yeah yeah that is weird. Yeah. There's this backstage. Meanwhile, like the groom gets to be like, hey, what's up? Woo! And then the bride, the bride comes down the aisle. And oh, I was so.
0: Did you not want to do that?
1: Strange. Did I not want to be sequestered? Yeah. No, I didn't. In fact, at one point I toyed with the idea of wearing like a, like a, like a, like a mascot costume or something. So I could hang
0: out. What? like a yeah. giant like a plushie
1: <laughs> yeah or something like i was like can i wear a disguise while well, people are walking in so i don't have to like feel lonely before
0: i walk down the aisle or like i'm not so a you would have thing. done it so in this scenario you would have actually done it like been in your wedding dress and like been sequestered and come out by yourself and have everybody like ooh and on ah take pictures but you would also in the hour before that uh yeah like worn a a disguise. Like
1: uh, oh look, it's 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 bony. The uh the triceratops bone. Yeah. Just a long
0: yeah. It's a long bone. Yeah. Or uh or I was picturing like uh oh it's oh it's Cowboy Wayne. Who invited <laughs> who invited Cowboy Wayne like very
1: like, like <laughs> elaborate
0: <laughs> yeah, like you with like a really believable uh like Fu Manchu <laughs> mustache and like a cowboy hat and
1: I really I really thought I was gonna do that for a while. Like that I was going and I was thinking about like different costumes that I could wear that would just be kinda like cube shaped, so I Cube shaped. Yeah. So no one could tell who I was. And also so I was kind of inconspicuous. You and. would
0: never have been inconspicuous in this scenario. That's so funny. Like, Yeah, I wonder if I dress up like a giant, if I dress up like a block of ice and kind of stand next to where the drinks are. Maybe no one will know. Uh, you, there was like a, a more theatrical uh, bent to the idea of the wedding at one point, was there not? I remember thinking it was, yeah. y- hearing that it was supposed to be something of a performance or something of like a play, something in that.
1: Yeah. In that neighborhood. Yeah. Dan and I spent several very fun afternoons writing this very um, elaborate uh, opera, almost, of, like, there. there's this time travel element, and there's an evil doctor, and...
0: What was the, <laughs> who, was who was the cast?
1: James Urbaniak. We were going to ask James Urbaniak to play the evil doctor. Perfect. And... Oh wait! That we were going to have this like robot character. I was gonna ask Nathan Burnett to play that. In fact, I think I did <laughs> at one point, and I never, I never told him that we we weren't gonna. Do it. I should call him. Um,
0: he's probably still waiting at the museum.
1: Yeah, he's like, when do I when do we do this? Uh, and I, uh, who else were we gonna have to do it? Well, like we had we had scheduled a video shoot, which was gonna be like a fake commercial with, uh. Jonah Ray and uh, Deanna Rooney and Dave Holmes and Ben Wise and um, another couple but we had yeah we had this whole elaborate thing it was so strange like we we literally woke up one day both of us together and we're like oh you know the wedding itself is story enough yeah, like we had the same realization, but we had to. We had always, like, both of us individually, had always dreamt about like this big story wedding, mm-hmm. and so we needed to go through that. We needed to serve that itch in our in ourselves that that wanted to like at least figure out what it would be. Yeah, because it also was an excuse to talk about what a wedding is, because we had to keep on reminding ourselves, like. Or we had to keep on, like, talking about, like, okay, well, like, what does this mean? So then we would have this person do this, et cetera, et cetera.
0: That's really fun.
1: Yeah. So we what we ended up doing, and we, you you and Kimber were actually in the house while we figured this out. We were working out our ceremony with our officiant, Duncan Trestle. And we were talking about a unity ritual, like, what we wanted to do, like, what was, like, a symbolic thing and so we were just like bringing up all these different arbitrary objects and then he suggested the idea of like a like a unity cloak that was like a a thing that brought us together in that way and then we all yes anded that idea uh which ended with uh a jack black singing a song uh, the traditional unity cloak song while well, a unity cloak was put on us which was actually a christmas
0: tree skirt a Christmas tree skirt?
1: Yeah, that's what that literally was, was a Christmas tree skirt. We it, had looked, this...
0: it looked like a cloak.
1: Yeah. So Kimber, uh, Maid of Honor, and Rob Schraub, uh, best man, put this unity cloak on us. And I gotta say, like, I mean, it was an invented unity ritual, but the reason why we did that is because I've always thought that and, and Dan did too, that like all those not all of them, but like there are so many contemporary unity rituals Mm -hmm. that are that almost seems kind of funny because you can make uh you can give meaning to anything so like i put salt in the water and that symbolizes Mm -hmm. that no fighting and it's it's just silly i I burn this rope i put my sand in your sand (laughs) all these things (laughs) Um, and they're 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 unity rituals that are used at like non-religious ceremonies. So it's like, well, we can't we can't light the menorah. We can't light the menorah, which is what I know Jewish people do. They light the menorah at their wedding, yeah, for eight years of happiness. And after
0: that, you're on your own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they say.
1: Yeah, oh, uh, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I. Uh, Yeah, so we came up with our own ritual and it was like, it was very, like we were laughing while we were talking about it, Mm -hmm. but it ended up feeling very meaningful because it was something that we had come up with together. And I think unlike a lot of other things that are in a wedding that are, that a million other people have done, there were, like you you were talking about like that montage from wedding crashers of, like, trying the cake and you try all the food, like, all of those things. It is, it was, it was impossible for me to be in the moment with... (laughs) all of those rituals every time they were happening i was like it's that thing <laughs> yeah
0: like, i'm at minute 62 of yeah, a romantic comedy
1: it's that movie thing where i try this food oh my gosh this is so so funny um oh my god and everybody's treating me like i'm this person which i guess i am i'm this bride and so everybody's talking to me the certain way also as a bride everyone talks to you like you've just lost a leg because they're so worried that, like, you're going to freak out. And they're like, hey, are you okay? Are you comfortable? Um, Okay, we're just going to show you some different flowers. And just you don't have to commit to anything.
0: Wow. <laughs> and and I'm, just assuming you're so overwhelmed by just the, the idea of being wed.
1: <laughs> I definitely, like, this last year uh, – well, I started, like, hardcore wedding planning, like, two months before the wedding, mm-hmm. I'd say. Uh, well, Dan and I were, like, writing the ceremony that never happened for months and months before, but doesn't count because we didn't use any of
0: it. But but it's a good time to announce that uh, next fall it'll be uh, a sitcom on yeah. Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> It was not part of the wedding, but you sold <laughs> Till Death Do Us Fart to Hulu, right?
1: Uh, one, one thing I'm regretful of is that we were going to have, uh, at some point, we are going to have a time machine break. And then we were going to have people from history come stumbling out. <laughs> like we were going to have Abraham Lincoln like, be like, what is this?
0: <laughs> what? Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to do a little sketch show. Yeah. <laughs> for your wedding. That's
1: so funny. Uh, which is like a Ugh, it's a, it's funny it's funny thinking about that but after doing the wedding i'm very glad that we did it the way that we did it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean
0: had you done that it would have been so memorable and so funny but as it stands it was very memorable funny and also just so totally somehow appropriate like there wasn't anything that happened that was that elicited a what or <laughs> i mean if you had abraham if you had yeah. time traveling abraham lincoln go What's, what is this all about I think, like, we... People would have been thrown for a loop.
1: (laughs) We, like, so many other people who spend a lot of our time kind of examining, uh, I don't know, why we do stuff. Sure. You know, like, the weddings...
0: Students of the human condition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to... Uh, what I said sounded so much more pretentious than what I was going to say. And I was going to say... What I should have just said is, like, like people and comedy. Like, the... Your knee-jerk reaction uh, when it comes to... Or our knee, knee-jerk reaction was, like, all right, well, this is... Like, all of these rituals are really silly. And so we were... With, like, the time-traveling thing, like, we wanted to make it... Uh, funny and we didn't want it to take itself too seriously because I think that's the biggest I've been to a lot of weddings where it feels the ceremony feels false because it just it doesn't it doesn't feel like it really resonates with a couple or with the group it's just it's what you're supposed to do and it feels like I don't know if you've experienced this sensation but like going to a wedding and and I think this is mostly because people people's families are at the wedding so like I've never I've never well I went went to my brother's wedding but when people have to toe the line between like pleasing their friends and their family usually the family wins and then like a, a part of themselves or a version of themselves is presented which isn't Maybe Which maybe isn't who they are in their, like, everyday life, so everything feels, like, overly ceremonious or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm spiraling. But um, we we went from, like, doing the, like, writing the ceremony that was kind of, like, really sticking it to weddings. (laughs) Uh, Take this, wedding industry. Uh, Fuck you. We have a robot. Uh, Went from that to... Oh, like I mean, we 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 went to the extreme of kind of talking about what we could do to really the and realizing like oh we could do anything and then we were like okay well this is actually like a very meaningful thing for us this is a very big deal this is a very big life step um what what do we want this to feel like and what do we want this to feel like for everybody and yeah, yeah. I mean
0: what you actually did it was it, it was. Interesting because obviously none of those elements stayed of the performance of the play or the time machine or anything right, like yeah. it. But being there for, you know, an initial hour or two or three or however long uh, for a cocktail or whatever, and then filing into this giant, great hall with these huge exhibits, the lighting was perfect and like the music was perfect. And it oh, yeah, didn't... Matt,
1: Matt Gorley, Matt amazing, it, did it. He did it. A uh, good friend. Uh, Matt Gurley I asked him a couple months before the wedding if he would play True Level Find You in the End as I walked down the aisle and then if you and then I also asked if he would play uh, Ghost Riders uh, <laughs> Ghost Riders in the Sky which is one of my favorite songs
0: which has like significance from when you were a kid right
1: yes it, it me it, it was a song that me and my dad used to sing together so it was kind of a kind of a nod to him um, he's alive he was at the he wedding. Was <laughs> he was there.
0: He gave a really amazing
1: toast. He did. He he uh, my dad my dad gave a great speech after other great speeches but like all everybody was you know kind of drunk and and whatever and then my my dad gave this I was I was concerned about him because he was following all these performers and stuff but he's a preacher. So he's been performing longer than we've been alive. Yeah, he had
0: he had pretty uh pretty amazing command of the audience. It was pretty pretty amazing to watch.
1: Yeah, he was very, (laughs) he was very um, he was so sure of himself from the moment that he stepped on yeah the stage, which I thought was interesting. Like he really, unlike me, really waited for everybody to like pay attention to him instead of like.
0: Well, he was following two extremely drunk people who had snatched the mic away, which was an uh, interesting a uh, uh, transition from me uh, not wanting to overstep my bounds, but coordinating with the DJ. Hey, we're gonna yeah. turn this song louder, and I'm gonna just take the mic and go, give it up for them, everybody! And then, that's exactly what we did, and people really liked it, and then we I was gonna maybe say something in between, but then we brought your dad up, and he I mean, it was truly in the spirit of the night, which was like, anything can happen, any it will strike any tone it's gonna strike, it's gonna... This knight is gonna do what it wants to do, and he was just so poised and at the ready, and had a lot of really nice things to say. And
1: he also, it was the fir- it was moving for me because it was the first time that he's he's said out loud that like he thought
0: I was really weird growing up. <laughs> That's right. He did. He did drop a couple of those. That's really funny.
1: Yeah, which like which doesn't sound like that would be um, uh, validating, but. That, I mean, I guess my parents were having those conversations, but weren't really having them with me, which just made me feel like feel weirder.
0: I maybe it's sort of for the best. When I was a kid, my parents called me the Mayor of Mars. That was my, that was my nickname. <laughs>
1: oh, that's so cute. Because
0: I was such a weird little kid. Like when I was like four, or f- <laughs> when I was four or five, that's when that nickname really took hold. Because I would just babble and make up weird characters oh, and my songs. Gosh,
1: that's such a cute name, the Mayor of Mars.
0: It's pretty cute. I've, yeah. never, uh, I've never appropriated it for, like, a Twitter handle or anything. So I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting to sell it as an animated feature. <laughs> the mayor of Mars.
1: Aww. When my dad sat down after his speech, I think I told you that I, I looked over at him and I was like, wow, dad, that was really great. And he was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, unflappable confidence.
1: Unflappable Oh my gosh, my dad was driving me crazy though, right before I walked on my aisle. Mm-hmm. We're standing back there. I haven't seen the uh, I hadn't seen like the ceremony area, which is the african mammal hall at the at the natural history museum with these beautiful lights draped everywhere which like i had i had designed that was another weird thing about the night is that like i had made all of the decisions so it was kind it was it was like being inside some weird plan or dream or something that i had like come up with because our wedding planner was so awesome that she made every everything happen exactly as i had imagined it which was really neat um But before we walked down the aisle, my dad just kept my dad like as a bit just kept on asking me questions about like how stuff worked and what like
0: like what like what (sighs) like.
1: So you, uh, when'd you make that, when'd you make that exhibit? You make that, uh, your, uh, and I, and I was, and I, and I was is like. this wall,
0: like the music is playing in Bridesmaids? This is while the music is the playing aisle?
1: and people are walking wow. down the aisle. And I was like, stop. What a joker. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, stop it. Stop it, Dad. So uh, you wear white a lot, or this is uh, a like, that's very funny. Stop it! Oh no! I I look and at one point like looked at him very sternly, and I'm like a foot two feet taller than my dad. <laughs> I am <laughs> <laughs> two
0: feet taller.
1: I well, especially because it was three foot eight. I was wearing these boots, so I was like I was extra tall. But I have uh, I I was taller than my dad at ten years old. Wow! Taller than both of my parents. Um. And, Could you dunk
0: on them? <laughs> I'll take that uh, as a yes.
1: Yeah, we didn't we didn't test it, but I'm sure. I'm not I'm not a full two feet taller. I am like I'm I'm considerably taller than my dad, and uh, there is there is something very gratifying and like looking down at your father and saying <laughs> like like stop. Dad, I'm dad. like I'm thinking about what this means to me. Like stuff, doing bits. You are the worst. That's
0: real. That, that is.
1: Oh, great. and then he was asking me. He was. He was like, so like when we walked down the aisle, is it like a run or a little bit? And I was like, just walk, just walk, just walk down wow. the aisle. Because my dad and my brother walked me down the aisle, and I was like, just, just be, just be normal, you just walk with both me. Very sweet. Oh, I mean, they are just, Especially I mean, Jordan, he was, was just giving it was a me a shot. Yeah, he knew what yeah, he was doing. Yeah, of course it was a normal lock. He knew lock. what he was doing. Yeah. He knew
0: not to sprint.
1: Oh, my God. I think he was, he, him and I had, like, not a fight, but, like, uh, like, a, like a couple very emotional conversations before the wedding because he really wanted to officiate. But, oh. uh, yeah. But I think he really wanted to because I think it's, you know, it's very, even if he doesn't want to admit it it's very emotional having your daughter get married i think having yeah. your kids get married but having uh if he was performing the ceremony he could like separate himself emotionally from it which is what i think he did with my brother's wedding he officiated he officiated and like was vi- like felt kind of emotionally separated mm-hmm. from it and i think that's what he was wanting when he was wondering if he could officiate because he wanted to be in his comfort zone of or oh, of officiating like this is my job this is what I do really well um so I think that's why he was like doing all those bits and asking me questions because he like didn't didn't really want to sit in that moment yeah it was also the first weekend that he mentioned uh missing my mom at all like since she died which was like a which is kind of a crazy thing 10 years later
0: where during that weekend did he say that to you like at what
1: point he said it first uh i had my dad and my brother stay with me um a couple days before the wedding and a couple days after just because i really wanted to spend time with them and i think it was when uh like the second day me and my I, I made my wedding cake and my brother kind of helped me like grease pans and stuff but I think that was the first time my dad kind of brought it up And it was very uh, it was very sad it felt very sad yeah but it was good it was good to have that conversation but um but it but it was also it was also very like yeah, it was pretty crazy cuz like we haven't talked about it in many years and me and my dad don't really like cry together or anything. So it was very like intense moment and I know like a big deal for him. But I think that he's going through he he remarried pretty quickly. And uh and so I, I don't think he's he's really he doesn't talk about my mom ever. But he's in this new stage where he's like unpacking her boxes and
0: dealing with that a little bit. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So this big wedding brought some stuff to the forefront, it seems like.
1: Yeah. I think he also. Which is only appropriate. Yes. Totally. Yeah. I think like he also, this wedding marked the first time that he's like, he's finally okay with me being what he would call strange yeah like he i mean i i like my my mom was very creative i think my dad's very creative as well and i really like my my parents aren't weren't dumb or anti-art or anything but i mean i was I was i was a it was a very uh odd kid growing up and I had a hard time with a lot of things because I was especially odd and my parents didn't really know I think that caused my parents a lot of heartache and I think this was like my dad going to this wedding where I've where I'm surrounded by all these people who I love who are who are also quote-unquote odd Mm mm-hmm my dad was finally like, oh, my sister's are my sister gross. Why did I say well, I guess it's not that way. My daughter <laughs> my my daughter's odd. Oh, yeah. great. And she's she's so odd and strange that she's she's found these friends and it seems like a really strong community because they are all strange in the same way. Like, oh, this is so great. My daughter's strange. She's yeah. strange. And I'm glad. Yeah, exactly. Where before it was like such a like such such a such a struggle where like I was always talked to like I had a disability
0: cuz you had a interesting imagination and sense of humor
1: um yeah i mean well when i was when i was a when i was when i was a kid uh i i mean i wasn't like funny until high school like as a kid i was just really really weird <laughs> and um really was unable to Blend in or connect with other kids the way that other kids connected. Or if I did connect with kids, I connect with them too intensely and uh, like scared kids away. Or like, did
0: what was the time when you scared a kid away?
1: Um, oh boy, I, ugh. I don't even know if I, like, I, I know, like, when I was in the third grade, there was this girl, I don't know, I was just very, in, I was very intense. Um,
0: I think that, ha- I think that's a, that's a type of person that we mutually know as an adult that was, like, kind of an in, an intense brand of kid, uh, where I definitely had friends, I mean, me personally, I definitely had friends, but was also very clearly uh, just an unusual it was only there were only a couple times where it was like very clear that kids were not like on board, but I definitely feel like a kid's capacity for joking around, like say you're a more normal kid, is, you know, a bit here, a bit there, mostly like teasing or talking about, you know, whatever, pop culture or TV or whatever. Yeah. And then the few kids who were going to actually do a formed weird You know, joke run or character thing or weird voice, which obviously is very unsophisticated when you're seven, eight, nine, ten. But I do think that there's like a very clear uh, delineation between, oh, this is just the way that all kids are and we're uh, watching this dumb thing on TV and, you know, uh, teasing it or mocking it. Mm-hmm. and then past that line is yeah and then that one kid is you know doing all the voices of all the people that are on TV and like making up a, a weird song and, and yeah. uh, is trying to get other people to sing the song And you're like what are you what are you doing we're like eight and we're going to grow up to be normal what are you doing yeah i'm uh, i'm uh, singing cuz i'm uh, cuz i'm uh, cuz i'm a singer and they're like well. <laughs> uh there's one other kid who's weird like you in this whole school go over there like i definitely But, but that's, the, that's the thing is like your dad probably looked around and went wow that's like a collection of every one of these kids that like you gravitated toward or were the people that were you and now like yeah. in that room is you know around 200 people who were the kid that people said you're weird and now everyone is a professional weirdo
1: yeah yeah and yeah. most of
0: them are super cute <laughs> and he's like wow all these cool looking uh fun weirdos yeah that's exciting yeah that's a cool discovery to make
1: yeah yeah I, I, uh he he talked he called me every day for two weeks after to talk to me about how blown away he was by the wedding he also like leading up to the wedding, the couple of days before the wedding, I was kind of explaining to him what was going on, and he just could not wrap his head around it. And then when he went to the wedding and saw all the exhibits and stuff, he was like, "Oh, I see. Okay, I I think I understand."
0: Because you would describe it to him, and he would say, like, "I have no idea like, what this is going to be," or he
1: he just he just was he just like didn't he just didn't understand he's like why are you do like he just doesn't have that chip in his brain also when I was growing up like in addition to being like the weirdest kid I also in most classes was the smartest kid and got like the best grades and stuff so my parents would were constantly struggling and saying like you plea like you have to be a teacher you have to go to this really good school so then like when I kind of when I in high school and college was like, I, I want to do art. I want to do acting. I don't want to. I don't want to do all these other things. I'm going to drop out of college because I got this job at this theater. It like my dad just cut me off because he was. He was like, "You have all this potential, and like you're risking it in such a big, such a big way." And this is my my parents were always. And, it, and in high school, like I can't not quote unquote, I quote unquote acted out by being artistic where my, my de- my parents were always like this, you could this, your life could be so much easier. Like just, just like where my, and my mom ma- manifested with my mom where she was like, just wear something normal, wear a normal bra, lose some weight, <laughs> do some, like, just wear jeans don't wear i used to wear these like stirrup pants that i like sewed patterns on and like my parents would just be like you're you're setting yourself up for torment
0: you're basically living in footloose <laughs> if you can't, the town's too small.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't guess go so. dance in that but, warehouse. Like, I, wish, I mean, it was all very painful because, like, I I literally did not know how to not be that way. Like, it wasn't yeah. even it wasn't an option. I was like, I'm trying the best I can. This to me is the, I'm being the coolest person I can be. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm not being weird on purpose. Like, I don't want to be weird. I want to be uh, I want to be accepted. I ran for, um, I ran for, ooh, but when my parents were really pressuring me to make more friends, I ran for student body president.
0: Oh uh, no 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 no. Yeah,
1: no. yeah. Because my mom did a lot of student body when she was in school, and she was like, I was popular, and I was student body president, and I was like, all right. And so I, I got all these stickers and painted rainbows on all of them, and did not know that that was like a, like a homosexual. A gay, a gay uh, totem, totem. It doesn't matter. I mean, I regret nothing. But <laughs> let's, let's let's just say that uh, there were uh, some vote for Aaron McGathy stickers with a giant rainbow and um and I think I think actually like I wasn't teased too hard for those because all the bullies were like, really? Now you're just serving it up on a silver platter. Like, what do you? Yeah. What do you
0: like it now? Yeah. Nice so.
1: And I actually, uh, the painful, the worst thing about that um, running for student body president thing was that um, the teachers, because I was such a good student, they enacted like a never before, <laughs> a new rule where like the most popular girl in, girl in school was was student body president and then i was co-student body president because i had won the teacher's vote oh no, no <laughs> which no, no. Uh, uh, didn't make me any cooler uh made me a lot less cool especially because i was very much i always really wanted to have like school uniforms and stuff and that was not a cool <laughs> no i <laughs> was not a cool stance um i got to pick the student body president got to pick the the final the theme of the 8th grade dance and because there were two like the dances were split and the theme of the theme of the other student body president's dance was titanic and the theme of my dance was aliens
0: as in aliens in general or the Well movie? it was
1: called it was called it was the alienation dance
0: wow <laughs> What uh? What
1: and what? I was trying for friends.
0: What went into it?
1: <laughs> uh, it was called it was called the alienation dance. Sure. Play on words. Uh, and everyone was supposed to dress like an alien. I was the only one who did it. No, <laughs> no. And so I got to the dance and like it was very uncomfortable. And so I just like as the, the student council was all supposed to work the uh, concession stand in shifts, and I was just like, I'll do it. I'll do it all night wow
0: school dances that's not uh you should be able to you should be exempt one should be exempt from school dances if you're a certain kind of person (laughs) i was not uh uh, that was not when i that was not my time to shine
1: well it's so weird because also like at school dances there when you're in middle school there are some kids who are like have like have like fuck hormones running through their body and then so, there are other kids who have uh who have
0: tater tot hormones I know <laughs> exactly just, what you're I know so you like, laughed when you said tater tot hormones but I, I mean it's the difference between the kids who go there and then they like see how much soda they can drink and then that becomes a game for them and then the kids yeah go, no like I want so much
1: free soda we combined the uh oh you guys gotta sh- gotta try we uh, put orange juice
0: we put orange <laughs> soda coke and sprites together and it tastes like a different soda it's like a new they should make that soda
1: meanwhile trevor who has like one hair on his chin has like a boner and is slow dancing with sasha in the middle of the
0: yeah dance floor and, and like, you're like, and weird. like i heard sasha said that she wants him to finger her oh and then it like really spreads around like do you think he's going to i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> you watch all the way from the other side of the room and you're like I- i'm gonna go ask him if he's gonna finger her the like most insecure kids who were like they're slow dancing but what it really translates to was like they're doing a thing that i very much want to do but i don't know how to do it because yeah, uh, my hormones are still made that. of tater tots <laughs> it's such a weird i remember this weird uh i think it was like a 10th grade dance that i i think my health teacher was like a chaperone and she was a very uh very nice woman but i think she was maybe pretty close to uh, me now in age like i don't think she could have been any older than 30 but i'm sure at the time she i was like she's 57 years old uh but i think i was just nervous to be there or something and i think maybe there had been a giant like rash of kids like drinking at dances but i remember her thinking i was drunk because i went up to her and i was like hi I, I think I just said like hi and I like put my both my hands up. It's such a weird thing for like an insecure <laughs> kid. Like I remember like I'm making some kind of emotion, like hi. And then she super exaggerated, like emulated what, what exactly my body language was like hi and then like stared right at me. Oh my god. As if to say, like, what are you hiding? Like i no one. Oh, the and way like, you said like, no,
1: that, I'm just a nerd that says hi I'm to like, the no, teacher No, I'm just I'm just
0: embarrassed and I made eye contact with oh. you and you're my teacher uh oh my god it's such a, that's such a weird thing too is that like dancing as an adult like it's when have you ever gone to you know <sighs> booty la at the Plex or any kind of dance thing and slow dance with someone it's all like what are it's your a, moves like nobody ever danced during the fast songs they would play uh, green day
1: it's a totally different thing i didn't have fun at any school dance and i went to
0: three <laughs> you had to as I, co-student body president
1: yeah i mean in high school i went to two dances i went to one homecoming and i went to my prom and neither of them were fun my prom wasn't tortuous because i was older but yeah yeah, but I, now I love dancing. Now it's it's such a different thing. There's so much, like, it's it feels like a battlefield when you're in high school yeah. or in middle school dancing. It's such a big fucking deal. And also, like, kids will... Adults will not reject you the same way that kids will reject you. Like, adults, like, if you're, like, at, like, a B- Booty LA, which, if you don't know, is a, just, like, a, a monthly dance party that's that's in a bunch of different cities. If you're at a Booty LA and you turn and you start dancing with somebody or someone starts dancing with you, as long as you're not being, like, aggressive or creepy, that person's not going to be like, uh, no. Yeah. Like, no one's no one's going to hurt anyone in that. I mean unless uh, they're really drunk or something but that's that's such a rare thing whereas if you're in high school or middle school if someone uncool starts dancing with you your friends expect you to be mean to them to prove that like you're not gross too there's yeah. like, a whole thing it's such a fucking crazy thing that we make kids do Well it's yeah. funny
0: it's funny it's really funny to talk about all of these like specifics from very formative years to, in the same breath as talking about uh you know a wedding is like cool (laughs) i mean it is really funny to think about like everybody there and how obviously some people have an easier time than others in school but it's just an interesting uh you know life trajectory to be like well now i have you know a legion of like really amazing friends and acquaintances and like loved ones and 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 honorary family members who all kind of had a similar if not identical uh you know background and i don't think it's necessarily true that you know if, if high school is the best time of your life then like you're like i don't know I, I i'm not so anti or pro those years i just think it's hard to be young it's hard to be a, a weird little kid no matter yeah. what if you're 15 and your life is amazing i i don't I trust you <laughs> like it's just, it's just a weird time to be alive and you can't do anything but you have to and depending <laughs> on who you're fit you know it's just a weird thing to live under the i always have like a weird thought of you know t- like talking back to any authority member especially thinking about teachers and uh and i've never been a teacher but when i think about certain teachers i had and realize, like they must have been 28 or like 32 years old when they taught me in yeah. 10th grade if i was just like hey man like level with me like you don't really what, what, you don't give a shit about it like, <laughs> like you're just doing this so you, i feel like you have that thing of when you would see a teacher at a at the grocery store and it would like mess your whole world up you know
1: yeah you're like
0: what are they they belong in front of the chalkboard but <laughs> Also, it's
1: crazy to think that we think of it, we thought of our teachers as like having their shit figured out. But like, I think we are still figuring out our relationship with our teenage years. Like, teenagers, like, what interacting with a teenager is very loaded for me.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure every single teacher I ever had was unpacking a lifetime of like weird uh, childhood stuff while they were teaching me about American history. It's so funny to think about, you know, uh, how. You know, whatever, just how hard it is in general to be a person. I mean, if you have a perfect life, then good for you. I've never met anyone like that before. But just the idea of, of, you know, uh, like giving that power over to a teacher and thinking like, wow, they must really – have their their stuff figured out. If they have a job and they have a car and they, they drive to work and their yeah. work is a school and then they go to the teacher's lounge, they get a coffee and then, uh, <laughs> and then they stand in front of the class and they, they teach us about everything and they give us knowledge. When really when i think about bad days i've had that i've taken into work with me and just been like well all i can think about is this horrible thing that happened i'm <laughs> sure there were plenty of days where yeah. a teacher of mine was just completely on the brink and we were insane and they were like if one more thing happens... hung over oh or... yeah 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 it's such a weird i you know i remember i had a was it earth, earth science or i don't know i had it with some science teacher who was earth really science. who was uh he had a very like npr ish life it mm. seemed like tall uh you know tweed blazers a uh, a uh, uh, very kempt beard french press uh probably yeah probably was bringing his his coffee in a french press or at least making it and putting it in his in his you know recyclable thermos uh, from a french press but he would keep a little picture on his desk of like a you know some uh ambiguously uh you know ethnic adorable child and he went to a a country i don't i'm sure he told us where he went but i as far as i know he just said you know we we went we went out of the country and we (laughs) We just to just one of the other ones he and his wife adopted a a child which he always had such a in like a big look at how great i am attitude and he would call the kid the boy He'd he'd go this is the boy
1: oh wow weird! yeah
0: super weird but i thought about that kind of I was like wow what a he's what a life he's had he's traveled he should he's have like a, a podcast mr oh, miller sure, and the boy i'm sure he has a podcast i'm sure it's very modestly listened to <laughs> but that was thinking about that and thinking about him being like wow what a what a what a multicultural exciting life he has clearly he just <laughs> drove a subaru forester two towns over to his wife who was probably wrote for a local newspaper and then they picked their dumb just like anyone else idiot kid up from kindergarten <laughs> and ate fish sticks and silently watched you know sitcoms and then went to sleep
1: fish sticks
0: it was it's just that's oh gosh it's such a funny yeah school dances they're such a weird it's such a i don't know i always I'm like man if i could just have two minutes with my like 16 year old self like i i a couple years ago i got uh a letter f- that i had written Oh. i think when i was 26 i got a letter that i'd written when i was 16 or 25 and f- i think it was 15 and 25 or, or 14 and 24 but my mom was like something came for you and she sent it to me and it was so like i was like oh man i'm gonna do i'm gonna bring this on stage and read it at stand-up shows like i'm gonna like uh uh tran like transcribe it uh, like on my on um, like on a blog and like write a response to it and it was so not interesting the details of my life were to were to me at early 14 15 so boring to me then like you're just a normal kid who like does this this is your favorite thing like you got a big crush on this girl your best friend's this guy and i was like oh no wait did i suck oh no like i didn't think i was like the coolest but i was so uh, not on board for like a fanciful interesting thing and I didn't give myself any advice. I was like, yeah, this movie was okay. You just saw it. And I was like, that sucks. <laughs> and it kind of was like a warning call like, don't have a letter for your 34-year-old self from your 24-year-old self that's just like yeah, you live in an apartment with two roommates. <laughs> yeah, you you just, uh, you booked a commercial but it was internet only. <laughs> like, I would never... I'm so glad I never did that. Ugh. Oh, that was God. a weird time.
1: When I went back, when I went to my high school reunion a year or so ago, the uh, when you walked in, there was this big banner with like the year that we graduated, and I with like these paragraphs on it because on our grad night we had to walk up and write something. There were all these really long paragraphs, and I I was like, oh, what are what. <laughs> wonder what i wonder what i put and i found like a little scribble that was like it, with the sentence that was basically like this is dumb <laughs> this uh, is the worst like uh uh hope you remember how dumb this is uh,
0: yeah so <laughs> like, jaded just, like, meth- yeah it's funny how jaded almost every teenager is yeah, it's just because I, I don't do. think there's anything you you could you, I could visit my former self and just go. It's amazing, life's amazing. You you drive a car, you live three thousand miles away. You, you people like you, uh live your life more. Go go. <laughs> this movie's gonna come out. You're never gonna see it until two years uh, from <laughs> when I'm from. Go see it. And, the, and I'm sure if I did that, I'd just be like my like younger self. Would be like whatever, you suck. Like unimpressed by like a magic thing.
1: Yeah i think mean, i uh, uh mo- most of my life i was punished for being uh, so overly excited about everything i also i hated uh uh the uh student council in my high school because they were so annoying and I just hated all the school spirit
0: you could use that opportunity to speak truth to power and make a real change
1: yeah, what it, yeah, I do regret like any sort of like letter like with that thing and like with some other things. I'm like, I wish I would have been a little like described more instead of saying like looking forward to later. <laughs> yeah, know, just, like, yeah, it would have been uh, more interesting. That's why everyone should journal.
0: Journaling is important.
1: Journaling is important. So next week, you and I are about to go to Europe tomorrow.
0: We are just you and me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that yeah. Also, I have a big announcement. Um, I have left Dan for Dave. Uh, we're taking off to Europe. Uh, no, we're um, <laughs> uh Dan and Dave and Kimber and I are going on a big European adventure tomorrow. Very excited. Um. But, uh, next week, a week from today, we will, uh, I will release the, uh, ceremony. We, um, the people who videotaped, uh, videotaped the, the wedding sent me the audio of the ceremony so I could play it on the podcast. And I'm very excited for you guys to hear that. Um, I also, I'm very, uh, thank you guys for reaching out and sending me such sweet emails, um. I discovered that a lot of my emails were be- being sent to another uh folder in my email address and it's not worth explaining but no 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 <laughs> what happened <laughs> well it's embarrassing cuz this happened once before but there's a- there was an entire folder where i had 400 unread Uh, emails that's terrifying yeah it is terrifying so um i don't want to make uh. yeah it's a nightmare um i don't want to make that big of a deal out of it but um i i apologize if if you have your email has not been returned i am going through and i am returning them i have paintings for people i have many great guests lined up i'm very excited about that um we took a break but we're back very excited um Love you guys. Thanks for being such cool people. Merry Christmas. Stay safe. Don't fry a frozen turkey. Uh, Love yourself. Love your neighbor. Plant a tree. Take a walk outside. Listen to
0: music.
1: Yeah. And really listen to it this time.
0: And sometimes don't. If you have a watch, yes. take your earbuds out
1: yes. because the, the yes.
0: universe is trying to tell you something.
1: Yes. Serial has concluded. So now all you, you, you
0: serial to- heads, all you
1: serial heads,
0: get ready for a new mystery. The have mystery a- of uh <laughs> marital life. Ah, you never know what it's going to throw. Yeah. Yeah. If it throws you yeah. a cantaloupe, you're going to catch it. <laughs> if It throws you a feather. You better move in closer because it, it doesn't it's hard to throw a feather yeah if it throws I'll... you a bowling ball better not Good be high height you better not uh, Aaron, where can people find you <laughs> Um, I Erin I... <laughs> but... <laughs> do, do you remember that were... do you remember... where can
1: people find you do you
0: remember <laughs> at the end of when I was emceeing your wedding when I said uh, I want to thank everybody for being on the podcast
1: i do not remember that
0: well i said it it was the last thing i said before <laughs> i said guys ladies and gentlemen that's 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 all we're doing we we had some great speeches uh you've all been amazing oh uh, I do this, remember, we're gonna I do turn remember, this yes. back into a dance floor uh it's not a joke you can all come out we're gonna play a song in one second and as always thank you for being on the podcast and it was my dream i felt so great i was like i want to say this and then i went out and said it
1: that oh, was really funny dave where, where can people find you
0: uh you can find me in the club um, oh boy and, Oh wow! Well, I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna continue that joke. Uh,
1: Dave is at uh, the Idiot King.
0: Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you, I'm uh on Twitter. No, no, on Twitter. You can oh, find you changed
1: on... it to Dave Horowitz. No, I was
0: never. It does.
1: A... Oh uh, boy. Can we, on Instagram. Uh, look, don't you
0: know what? Don't don't here. Don't find. Don't don't Google me. Don't he's forget at, my name. He's at Melon. No, no, no. Forget my name. One day. He's at Bubble Butt. One, sh- 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 one, one day. You're going to be walking down the street. Your earbuds are going to be out. Your heart's your heart chakra is going to be open. You're going to be looking around. It's going to be a beautiful day. You're going to look down the street. I'm going to be walking towards you. We're going to make unbroken eye contact. We're just going to nod at each other. And we're both going to know. And that's where you can find me
1: uh also on instagram you're i'm at that yeah (laughs) the idiot king on instagram
0: uh just my name dave horwitz on facebook it's a private account but you can see my face uh tumblr is the idiot king i haven't haven't vined in like 11 months but i think about getting back into that again Uh, might bring back foursquare deleted my myspace yeah um check out resident advisors new show on hulu coming out next uh january or february i wrote for it uh, and and you know, as always, we are um sponsored by Mailchimp. <laughs>
1: Mailchimp. Someone take that girl to school. <laughs> it makes me so mad that she says Mailchimp. I'm gonna write oh, a think piece about what you're saying right now. <laughs> mail kimp oh god oh you know god, they, you god. Know who's they, her teacher
0: you know they found her and she actually has a pretty uh heavy speech impediment and a, 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 le- a learning disability and mailchimp was the only thing that helped her feel connected uh, to the world because it helped her manage her uh the no uh, oh, the only
1: thing that made her feel connected to the world was doing ads for mailchimp yeah
0: <laughs> she's a voiceover actress with a pretty <laughs> interesting backstory <laughs> she's going on tour with that uh homeless guy who was a voiceover artist you know who had that yeah, really nice yeah voice. Mm-hmm. um yeah, you can catch them at the Orpheum in Boston on <laughs> April eleventh. And uh at the Theater at the Ace Hotel downtown in Los Angeles on December twenty fifth. That is Christmas Day. So get your 11 shopping. Eleven A.m. to twelve get, thirty. Get your shopping done.
1: Get your shopping done so um, you can leave. And weekend.
0: as always, you can find uh producer Dustin Marshall uh, sitting on the floor. In the raindrops. Uh probably wearing a cool hat, making it happen. He's the he's the Cardigan King. At, at Instagram, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, check me out at the Ice House in Pasadena next week.
1: Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not doing a show. You're just, you're watching. Oh
0: no, sorry. Catch me uh, bussing your table at the Ice House in Pasadena if you have yeah. like a couple of empty Miller High Life bottles. You're also a rings.
1: bathroom attendant at Bugu de Beppo, right? <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah, I'm a bathroom attendant at Bugu de Beppo, <laughs> uh, but I'm not gonna tell you which one. You're gonna find me. Just, just figure it out. Um, I'll give you a mint. I'll give you a toothpick. If you give me the right look, I'll give you a condom because you got to be safe out there. But don't say it out loud. Let's just have like a, a unspoken thing. And um, Aaron, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be on this new season of The Walking Dead, right? I am. Yeah. It's like a yeah. sassy small town sheriff, right?
1: Yes, except I'm actually buried beneath the ground. Yeah. for for all of the episodes, so just know I'm there.
0: Your scenes like look a lot like uh, when Uma Thurman's buried alive in Kill Bill.
1: Right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, we shot we shot a scene where I'm trying to get out of my wooden coffin. Mm-hmm. Um, still waiting to hear if it's going to make the show. Fingers crossed uh but it was a lot of fun and like they're they're a fun 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 group of
0: people those walking dead people
1: that is fun. my atlanta family i like to call them
0: oh that's really nice that's really nice and uh and yeah you can uh, you can catch me in uh insurgent which is the sequel to divergent mm-hmm. um that is i think coming out in april uh i play a really hot-headed young cadet uh i yeah. have a couple of really really angrily tense scenes with shailene woodley um mm-hmm. which is interesting because off off camera we were really close friends she's uh very very down to earth that's cool that's really cool uh the first, it's funny the first day she uh this is gonna sound so stupid but that's just you know she shared her kill chips with me and i instantly knew like wow. this girl's gonna be my friend you Thanks know yeah i mean it's like set, like, set life is so hard because like girls are competitive mm-hmm. and it can be weird but i really i mean i i, I connected with her
1: I, I also heard that people can catch you in the spring in uh in a life crisis
0: mm-hmm. oh having a life crisis yeah yeah, yeah. in it. the spring uh yeah you can find me um on hold with the unemployment office uh and sort of half packed half unpacked uh to maybe just go to just go somewhere you know Mm -hmm. um to just kind of see where the road takes me yeah uh but also i'll end up not going ultimately ultimately i will i will what's actually going to happen is i'm going to stop uh at like the last diner before you leave town and Mm. the waitress there is going to kind of be like a bit of a type yeah uh, and single mom yeah a single mom but like a young single mom like yeah. we're gonna say like 32 she's got like a seven-year-old very precocious Home price. uh she's got a really good taste in music mm-hmm. and um i'm actually gonna pay her with a, a mixtape because oh, uh, i don't cool. have any money and thus begins kind of an epic sprawling romance <laughs> uh which ultimately will end in tragedy but uh, you know the beginning is is really kind of the amazing part uh and and uh you know there's a part where i'm like tracing like a little scar in like the side of her of her temple and i'm like oh how'd you get that and she tells me the whole story of it mm. it's really kind of moving and then yeah. i tell this story about like a scar that i got and then like you know we're just about to
1: does, does that the... does that like take away from her story at all when you tell your story about your scar
0: no 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 she asks she says she says now you <laughs> and, I start, and I say, like, and then, but then I do this kind of funny thing, like, even
1: though I, she was embarrassed about the scar to
0: begin with. Well, well, my story ultimately makes her feel better because she has okay. kind of a tragic story, and mine, but is, she uh, says, Now you, she says, Now you, and I'm like, Are you sure you want to hear it? And uh, it's this weird thing where I have like a, I have like about a two inch, it's pretty sc- subtle, but like a two inch scar on my uh, left cheek, mm. and uh, so As did the, she
1: see the scar because it was on her cheek oh
0: yeah at this and point she was
1: like now you what's the deal yeah with this, at this point we're like kind of laying trip. next
0: to each other in a bed uh, ah. nothing is sort of we're like on the covers of this like motel because she's about to come with me on the trip mm. and you know there's like an old like and you got to take a nap before you leave or well, just sort of that that kind of afterglow thing where we're we like got caught out in the rain but then like Uh, the rain, but then we saw a rainbow and we like made a weird wish on it. And then we're just kind of like, we're drying our clothes. She's not in her underwear, but she's in sort of like a a tank top. That's like a little bit wet. And like, maybe some like, mm -hmm, uh, -hmm. like I lend her some like athletic shorts and I'm like, kind of not wearing, uh, you know, like basketball shorts. Um, and she says like, now you, now you go. And she's just told this super harrowing story about how her, like her dad left her on a train for like three days. And then mine is like, oh, I was, like, eating cashews in the park and, like, chewing with my mouth open and, like, a squirrel, like, like bit through, like, jumped on is my shoulder. Is that why she
1: asked initially? Because she knew face. that your story w- would pale in comparison to, like, her dramatic train story? Which is, no, like, now you. No, what's no, your, no, What's your tragic story? No,
0: no, it wasn't uh, It wasn't uh, competitive. It was really, like, now we're sharing. But it, she ends up getting such a big laugh about it that, like, that's actually the moment that she knows that it was meant to be between us. Ah. Uh, yeah. Um, what team? Uh, oh, the athletic shorts. Yeah, uh, they're just they're just your standard issue uh, champion. They have the champion C, mm-hmm. and they're navy blue with a white drawstring. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's where people people can find me. Cool. Uh, and your music video is about to drop in like
1: yes, yeah, a month. Yeah, a month from today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, very excited. No one has had a. Uh, a song uh, a pop song released with five different um uh tambourine tracks before wow and i in the video like as an experiment it's uh it's all inside my mouth
0: uh i'm sorry for, i well all, I, I know what that means but for the for the we listener, had uh,
1: we we worked with an animation studio and had them make very tiny little puppets that would fit on my tongue and they're puppeted inside my mouth. Oh my God. And like, God. you don't even know it's my mouth until the very end when they zoom out and you're like, whoa, the whole time it's been in
0: her mouth. This is so weird because I saw a rough cut of, of the video and I just assumed it was green screen. I thought it was like a fake.
1: No, no. It's a. Uh, they it, built like, a set. To... I got very sick from that because if you don't uh, hydrate your. Like, a lot of my saliva. Uh, well, also, if you if you
0: keep puppets in your mouth, you might get sick because you don't know. Uh, yeah.
1: I also got some lead poisoning because they didn't really like, you know, they, they hadn't made puppets for the mouth before but now like what's really cool is that it's inspired some other artists and now i think like other mouth puppeteers are going to get some press which i think is really it's long overdue and by long overdue i mean three months overdue
0: that's really exciting that's really exciting well um yeah thank you so much for coming over thank Um, you merry christmas merry christmas to you and yours happy hanukkah um i've never met someone who celebrates kwanzaa but i know they're out there Happy Kwanzaa.
1: Happy Kwanzaa.
0: Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> Feral Audio. Verizon brings you Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream featuring big names and entertainment to support small businesses. Tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on at Verizon's Twitter or Twitch, Yahoo and Fios Channel 501 at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific.